Hi, and welcome to Popcorn Takes, a pop culture podcast featuring movies, media, books, etc. I'm Marsha. And I'm Mike. And today, we have new audio. So, hopefully it works out well. (laughs) Uh, We are also going to be talking about May-December 2023, starring Julianne Moore, Natalie Portman, and Charles Melton. Um, a quick synopsis on this, and I don't know if Mike knew this going into the movie. It is loosely based on the Mary Kay Letourneau scandal uh, and the life of the participants thereafter. Um, also, it's an actress who's going in to find out about the family because she's going to play Mary Kay Letourneau. Or, well, in this instance, the woman's name is Gracie. Um... I knew all this going into it. I also knew that, uh, well, maybe I shouldn't spoil it for for everybody else, but that is uh, the spoiler-free synopsis. What would you rate this movie? Well, Netflix offering here, uh, streaming available on Netflix. Um, I think I would probably rate this at about a (laughs) 1.5. Okay, that is really funny because um, I was going to go the complete opposite direction. It was weird, but I liked it. (laughs) I was going to rate it a four. Terrible movie. Slow. (laughs) Uninteresting. (laughs) Wait, do you think the whole scandal is uninteresting? I do. It's, I, I don't, it's too twisted for me. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, think about it for a second. Well, we'll, we'll the, get into you're the... You're the Scorpio, so you, well, you like dark and twisty things. Let's, we'll get into more in the synopsis. Uh, Pop, you know, spoiler-free review, I give it about a one and a half. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Fair enough. I gave it an extra half because I thought they did a really good job depicting Savannah and the Savannah area. Very and good. capturing the spirit of Savannah, Georgia. So I gave it an extra 0. 0.5 for that. I have questions that I want to talk about once we get into the movie. Alright, well, let's get into this All right, piece so, of filth. <laughs> so we open on Savannah. And uh, Natalie Portman is getting out of her car. Um, there's Spanish moss everywhere. It's Savannah. I mean, if you've ever been to Savannah, you know Savannah. As soon as it popped on the screen, I said, is that Savannah? Um, and then she goes into this house that she's renting and she's on the phone with somebody. Um, I believe this is her fiance that she's on the phone with that we find out later in the film, but she's for all intents and purposes, she's just on the phone with somebody and she's calling the area quaint and really hot, which it is really hot in Savannah. (laughs) Yeah, I, I noticed that when we get into their outdoor activity here, when she gets to their house and stuff, it's like none of those people were sweating enough to have been outside in Savannah during the summer. I agree, because mm. this is supposed to take place around July, and in July in Savannah... Yeah, no group of kids is going and sitting on a house roof. Yeah. It's unbearable. You can't do that in the South. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not only is it like probably 90 degrees it's also um 
mosquitoes everywhere. Oh, yeah, and, and they're it, right down there in the marsh, and they're all going to be outside. They're just sitting around and look all crisp and cozy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, so um, there's a welcome to Savannah note inside this basket, so we confirm that it is Savannah. Um, Charles Melton is on the grill. I'm just using their actor names until we learn their um, real names or their character names. Um, so that's what's going on. Their house is on the water. And I'm not sure if it's on. It didn't seem like it was on the open ocean. It seemed like maybe it was on like an intercoastal waterway kind of situation. Um, but th that's where my question comes in. How do they afford this house in Savannah on the water? With a pool. Know. And the pool is getting like redone at one point in time. It's like, how do they afford this? I don't know. Three kids in college. Three kids in college. She worked at a pet store. And now she does baking that is only a vanity project that people in the neighborhood are giving her orders. This is all coming later in the story. I just, it just, I could not get past how they afforded this house in savannah on the water and it was a nice house it wasn't like it was a dump either yeah anyways okay and she um so julianne moore's character is talking to her what we're to presume is her friend her best friend probably and she says something like oh these hollywood types and you just don't know and look at what happened with judge judy and um and then she's also counting her husband's beer Charles Melton comes in and he, he gets a beer out of the fridge and she says, that's two. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so we, we see that she's nervous about the movie star visiting. Um, Natalie Portman pulls up. And so we are to know that Natalie Portman is the movie star who is coming to play her in some role. And then um, we see that there's lots of cars in the driveway. It's a cookout. It's 4th of July. Natalie Portman wants Julianne to feel seen and known. Um, and uh, the, she gives her a box that she she said that was on her front porch. Because she went to the front door first and then nobody answered because they were all out back. So yeah. she went around the side. The box is full of S-H-I-T. That's exactly how Julianne Moore's character says it in the movie. It took us watching it back twice and I still didn't catch it. I was so confused. I thought she was talking about some kind of tea. I was so <laughs> Not quite. But she also has her head moved away from the camera when she's saying this. So, anyways. Uh, she said that they get them often. And then Natalie is walking around taking notes while at the party. So, weirdo behavior. Yep. And then... Um, Mary is one of Julie, Julianne and Charles's daughters. So we are to find out that Mary is one of the twins. They have three kids. One daughter is off in college. And then two, um, it's a boy and a girl, twins that are about to graduate high school. Uh, the older kids are hanging out on the roof, which we already griped about not being possible in July in Savannah. Because that is a asphalt shingle roof and yeah. it would be unbearable <laughs> blistering hot um gracie is the, the character's name so julianne moore is playing gracie gracie's friend is worried that the movie is going to stir up a bunch of things and um natalie is going through all so she, natalie's trying to 
put everybody at ease that she's not going to scandalize this whole situation which we find out later is not true at all she's definitely going to scandalize the whole thing yeah uh, but you know you get the vibe anyways from the very beginning that she's just saying whatever to placate everybody um, she's she's being very diplomatic with her word choice she says she wants to give some, tell a story and give something that's true so that kind of skirts that line of being able to say oh you said you weren't gonna do and then she could say well I told the truth <laughs> so um, then we see Natalie Portman going through all the headlines about the scandal um, and that we see that she had the twins behind bars and uh, then we also see Gracie crying in bed and she's nervous now I want to characterize Gracie, I want I want to describe Gracie's character. She is a woman who is a pedophile. Well, yes, she's a pedophile, of course, but um, she is also supposed to be like delicate and mentally on edge constantly. I want to say neurotic, but she, to me, people that are neurotic are somewhat organized and like they're kind of bossy, which is part of the neuroticism because they need things to be a certain way. And she needs things to be a certain way, but she's also will cry at the drop of a dime and seems much more delicate than like somebody who I would consider neurotic. She's not delicate. She's manipulative. Okay. But also... She gave her daughter a scale for a graduation present. Yeah, we're not there yet. I have... Tons of notes about that, okay? <laughs> um, I was just trying to characterize her so that the audience could understand. A mean pedophile. Okay. She's characterized. <laughs> she also cries constantly and acts like she's going to have a nervous breakdown. Right, but that's just the manipulating control. Oh, so you are saying that she's just acting. She's not actually yes. going to have a nervous breakdown? Yes. Okay. All right. So we see Charles is, um, he seems like he's really interested in gardening. And then we see that it, apparently it's specifically the eggs on the flower that he's interested in. We find out later that these eggs are uh, monarch butterfly eggs. So he's into the monarch butterflies. We'll find out later why. But um, and so he cuts off the leaf and puts it in a little, well, I don't know what you call those things. They're not a terrarium. They're like sure terrarium explains it well enough okay but it's got like the the, the netting instead of glass mm -hmm. so they get lots of air and then they you know anyways um natalie joins gracie in making flower arrangements and i'm guessing they're at some kind of city center or maybe i don't know senior center maybe i'm not i wasn't really sure what was going on there and it didn't seem like it was a job they were just there making flower arrangements. Yeah, something to keep her busy. So we find out that Natalie Portman's character's name is Elizabeth. And um, Gracie asks Elizabeth why she wanted to play her. And um, again, Elizabeth gives the same roundabout answer of wanting to find something true. And then uh, we see Charlie, the son... Um, the, that's about to graduate high school eating dinner with Gracie, Elizabeth and the husband um, that's Charles Melton's character I'm going to go ahead and just call him his name his name is Joe 
So Gracie made quail that she hunted herself. And apparently um, she moved a lot when she was younger and her brothers taught her how to hunt. Mm-hmm. And Gracie has a weird relationship with all of her children. Uh, her son here, he, she keeps she's smothering him. She wants to make sure that he's drinking enough milk because he looks, she's worried that people are going to think that he's not, um, that he hasn't gone through puberty. And I'm, I'm looking at the kid and I'm like, he looks like a teenage boy to me. You know, like he didn't look scrawny or malnourished or anything. He just looked like a teenage boy. Mm. So it was very strange. Um, and so then he asked to leave because he clearly does not like being in her presence. Um, and then... Uh, I thought he didn't like the act, the fact that the actress was there. Oh, no. The, the vibe I got was that the mother was a problem. I think both were. Maybe both, yeah. Um, so... Um, but then in retaliation, he goes upstairs, he slams the door, he puts his music on really loud. That seems like a... Yeah. Well, my take on it was he didn't want the airing of this family. Oh well, maybe. Mess to be, you know, it's here they are. Weird enough as it is. Yeah. So stir it up. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, most of them had an issue with the actress, all except her. But most of them had an issue with the mother too. Oh yeah, yeah. No, terrible. it was a terrible situation. It's a terrible situation. Okay. I so mean, she basically raped their father. Yes. <laughs> but um, so. Uh, she has a son that's the same age as her husband, Joe. Her son's name is George. Um, apparently, Joe and George were friends at one point in time, but they don't talk anymore. Um, and Joe started working at the pet shop that she worked at uh, after seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And that is when their relationship started. Um, her... Her twins with Joe are in the same grade as one of her grandkids. And she had multiple children before uh, she got with Joe or raped Joe. Do you want me to say it like that? I, I, I don't. doesn't matter to me. I mean, it's what it is. It feels like this movie glosses over a lot of the of what actually happened throughout. I don't feel like the movie glossed over it. I feel like the actress points it out in several turns. Now, if she has her own problems, for sure. But she points it out several times. Mm. And it's also why she continues to tell people that she's going to tell the truth. Mm. Find something true instead of, you know. Anyways. Elizabeth um, and Joe are, he's walking her out to the car, I guess. And Elizabeth points out that her and Joe are almost the same age. And that she's just now thinking about having kids at 36 and he's sending his off to college. Like, she's pointing out the weirdness of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out Elizabeth is engaged, but she doesn't seem super happy in her engagement. Um, and because she's on the phone with her fiance and he's not giving her answers to something. And then she says, oh, I've got a, I've got a call coming in from my agent. I have to take this. And then... There's no call coming in. Yeah. She just wanted to get off the phone with them. Uh, she, they, we find out that this movie is going to be a TV movie, so. They got lifetime drama. Yeah. 
Um, and then she meets with Gracie's ex-husband. And she, uh, he says that she was beautiful and that they met at a party and says that he thought that they had a great family and he was completely shocked. He called it weird. And he found out when everyone else found out when they got busted together in the pet stock room uh, and she was arrested. Mm-hmm. So Gracie asked her about um, seeing Tom. Yeah. So Tom is the ex-husband's name. Sorry, I didn't say that earlier. It's a, it's in the margins. Um, Gracie asks uh, Elizabeth later about seeing Tom. Like, what'd you talk to Tom about? And um, and Elizabeth says, oh, he's he's handsome. And she and Gracie says, oh yes, yes, he he is handsome. He was very handsome when we were younger. So I mean, like that it, that conversation was interesting to me. Uh, but they are with Mary shopping. Mary is in. Gracie are shopping for Mary's graduation dress. Yes. And so then Mary comes out in this very, uh, um, maybe, maybe I'd say dowdy, um, dress. Anyway, it's a long sleeve dress and she is like, I don't want to wear long sleeves. It's June, July, whatever. I'm not sure how they're having a graduation ceremony in July. That doesn't make sense on the timeline either. Maybe it was a Memorial Day party instead of a a 4th of July. Possibly. Actually, I think that makes more sense. It's still hot at the end of May in the South. Oh, yeah. But I think that that makes more sense for the timeline. I saw the red, white, and blue decorations, and I just immediately assumed 4th of July. But now that I'm thinking about it, Memorial Day lines up better with a high school graduation being afterwards. Yeah, probably so. So, um, but anyways, it's hot. You don't want to wear long sleeves. And you're going to wear a robe over it. So it's going to be extra hot. So she is like, okay, I want to try on some other dresses. She comes back out in another dress that's really cute. It's got, it's a, they're all white dresses because that's what you're supposed to wear at graduation. And, um, it, but it's got, instead of having long sleeves, it's got spaghetti straps that have like, they're kind of roughly spaghetti straps. They're not just regular spaghetti straps. And, um, her mom body shames her with a backhanded compliment. Mm -hmm. She says, oh, you're so brave for being able to show your arms like that. I would have never shown my arms like that when, when I was your age, which is not true because we saw the picture the wedding picture with her and Tom and she's wearing a um, sleeveless dress in her wedding picture with Tom so that's not true but she's just shaming her daughter yes for not having skinny arms uh, anyways it's bad and because of that Mary decides to go and get a different dress and the dress that she ends up landing on does have sleeves they're short sleeves not like super short they're like um they're not three-quarter sleeves they are short sleeves but they're the short sleeves that come down almost about halfway to the elbow so they cover up a good portion of your upper arms yeah and then i guess everybody's happy with that and they get that dress then elizabeth goes to the pet store to talk to the pet to the owner of the store um, apparently, his mother owned the store when the whole scandal happened, and now he owns, he runs the store now. 
Um, and she asked who hired who, and he says that his mother hired Gracie, and then Gracie was the one who hired Joe after, or not, yeah, Joe after asking to have um, some part-time help come in. Yeah. Uh, so that's creepy, and I'm curious. They gloss over it, but it makes me wonder if it was more calculated on her part. Maybe. Like she specifically asked for part-time help to have some young guy, maybe even Joe specifically, come. Quite possibly so. Anyways, um, he seems very uncomfy. Like, he does not like talking about the whole situation. Mm-hmm. He does not like... Probably not. Anything about it. He kept the news article about his denial of it, anything, that knowing anything ahead of time. Um, and he gives it to her and is basically like, here, this is it, you know? And then But she, why even let her in then? I don't know. She's an actress. They get, I wonder if some of these people weren't like starstruck, you know? I guess. But uh, she asked to see the stock room. And then the look on his face is super uncomfortable because it's very um, voyeuristic. And, um, so he lets her go back there, but he's like, I'm not, just don't touch the, the feed. Mm-hmm. And, and then he just leaves her alone because he doesn't want to be back there. Which is good because then she simulates a sex scene by herself in the back of the store. And it was weird. Very weird. So, um, Joe's eggs have hatched into caterpillars. Um, the contractors are working on the pool Joe is texting with someone, and it is not his wife. Uh, Elizabeth, he's texting about the caterpillars, but he's texting someone that's not his wife. Um, Elizabeth has respiratory issues, and she's doing uh, what looks like a, I guess we see later, a nebulizer. Um, She's also uh, looking at the casting for young Joe. Um, and she, she's not impressed with any of the casting. Uh, so then she ends up visiting Joe at work and she seems really flirty with Joe, but he is not picking up anything that she's putting down. Mm-mm. And, um, either he's not understanding what's going on or he's just not engaging in it. Either way, that's, that's what's happening there. Uh, Elizabeth then meets with Gracie's lawyer and apparently they were neighbors and she had brought him blueberry pound cake and the lawyer said that she was just in complete denial and then Elizabeth asks well did she ever snap out of it and he says has she snapped out of it now she's still in denial about Mm -hmm. the the severity the seriousness the creepiness of it all and um uh, we see Georgie, her son, her uh, son that was the same age as Joe, is playing um, at the bar and um, where they're meeting at. And then the lawyer says he's very sweet and sensitive. Uh, and then he comes over to talk to them. We see that he's really messed up by the situation. Um, his whole thing is just weird. He also seems very unstable. Well, yeah, I imagine it's a real weird, odd situation for him. Yeah, but also, it, like, just showing the long-term re- repercussions of, you know... Stockholm Syndrome? I I would say 
uh, I think I it, it's an inter he he'd be an interesting case study because he knows that she's weird. He knows. The, I that think it they was call wrong. that grooming. Yes, it is called mm -hmm. grooming. But he knows the whole situation was weird and wrong. But he also is still attached to her in some degree. Mm -hmm. So it's a very it's a very strange relationship. Well, it's, it's not strange. He was groomed as a child and raped, and that's and now he's no, formed some George, weird. Oh, Georgie wasn't. This is. The I son. thought you. I thought you were talking about the dad. No, I'm talking about the son. The son Georgie. The yeah. son Georgie. Yeah. Real messed up. Oh yeah, yeah. That comes over when the when he's when she's talking with him. Yeah, yeah. he's. But again, I think that well, isn't he that said that their little escapade had a lot of trauma for everybody to go around? Yeah. But I think that it hit him a little harder than some of the other people, maybe. I'm mm. not sure. We didn't get to see anybody else in the family to see, like, what, what it did to them. But it happened right... Like, she got busted right around his birthday, apparently. And, like, nobody canceled his birthday party. But then only one kid showed up. And he just... He just seems unstable. And he seems like he's very... I don't think Joe seems unstable. Joe seems un like unattached. He seems like he's disassociated. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. that's what I my feelings on Joe are. But Georgie seems like he understood more about what was going on and it just really messed up his life. Well, I imagine it did. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. The long-term repercussions of what she did yep. affected more than just oh, yeah. For sure. her and Joe. For sure. I'm surprised they stayed where they were. I'd have moved. Uh, so, um, and then this is where we find out that um, Grace's bakery business is actually just pity orders from the neighbors to keep her busy. Um, Joe visits with his dad and um, he asks him how he's getting, how he's He's getting to the kid's graduation. There's a sense of foreboding with the him and his dad just sitting there. He talks about um, with his dad about like it being weird that the kids are going to be away. And, and his dad's like, yeah, empty nest. You'll find out something to do with your time. <laughs> and like, it's just the whole movie in itself has these weird scenes. Well, it's very neurotic in a certain sense because nobody's addressing the underlying issue. Well, that's true. Which is that, you know, this his son was raped by this woman that he later married. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure his dad feels bad about it. I mean, I want to kill somebody that put their hands on one of my children, you know? I can't imagine. The And we're... I don't know if we'll get into this or not because I'm not sure how much time we'll have, but... There seems not for you and me. We're on the same page and have the same understanding of this situation. But there seems like there's almost with some people there's almost a double standard that because he was a boy and not a girl that it's not. Well, think about if the movie were made with a with a with a man and a girl instead of a. Well, no, I know, but that's why I called it a double standard. There are parts of society writ at large that think that because he's a boy, it's not it's not rape. But I. You and I are on the same page about this. I don't, I don't necessarily think that's true. It's 100% true. Mm. You've never seen guys that have been like, oh, yeah, good job. I mean, the teachers got busted here in, in our area for doing the same thing a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah. People were like, oh, she's hot. You know, like, 
yeah i i think i think the age of people involved makes a big difference with some of this too um i mean a 13 year old boy is i mean i don't know anybody that would would tell you that that's okay right or good so you're saying 16 is closer to okay no, I don't think 16 is okay either. Um, well, that's what the ages are yeah. of the kids that got busted. Yeah, and it, but as you get older, but there's a vast difference of mature of, of between a 16-year-old and a 13-year-old. Oh, I agree with you on that. I mean, you know. I have questions about that, too, because, like, I don't, um, I don't, you know. Like, some kids haven't even gone through puberty at that mm-hmm. point in time. Yeah, no, that's, it's, 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 you know, that's why I say it's, you know, I... I the whole thing I don't, I don't know it's it's weird no I, I that was a part of a, my analysis was going to be later on when we got to the actual mm. factual parts of the real case I was going to talk about that okay well let's keep going then alright um so we see where are we at Elizabeth visits Mary's high school and she goes to the drama class she creeps out the whole class when talking about sex scenes and um, then Mary asks her why she would play someone who she, she thought was a bad person. And um, she says something to the effect of, well, they're more interesting to play. And that makes Mary very uncomfortable. Mm. And um, Elizabeth then watches Gracie do her makeup routine. And then Gracie ends up putting the makeup on Elizabeth. And she's asking Elizabeth about her life and her family. And then um, Joe is showing... Gracie's told Joe to get his bugs out of the house. So we see that Gracie does not respect Joe's um, interest or anything of that matter. Um, And then we see that Joe is excitedly showing them to Elizabeth. And um, he tells her that, you know, he read an article about how the monarch butterfly population was dying off. And that actual people can just help by um, taking them in and helping them have a safe environment to hatch and, and then releasing them. And um, she shows interest in, in what he's saying and, and what he's taught, you know, his his interest. Mm-hmm. So um, he says he's part of a Facebook group to help the monarch butterfly population. So this is where we realize that that's who he's texting is some somebody in a Facebook group about the monarch butterflies. Um, Joe says that people see him as a victim. He says that um, he was just different than kids his own age. Uh, that Gracie really saw him. Um, but he seems a little unsure when he says it. He says it, but then he see, he just seems like he's not sure that's actually the truth or if it's just what... He was told. Yeah, he, he's learned to say over the yeah. years. Um, so, Gracie is crying in her bed again. Someone canceled their bakery order. Um, they're still paying for it, but now she has to throw her cake away. And that's the most ridiculous reason to cry I've ever heard of. You're still getting paid for your time and effort. I understand that now you have an extra cake, but like give it to somebody. Yeah. Joe actually ends up eating the cake. So it's whatever. Um, And then she says that Elizabeth is getting on her nerves, but Joe seems to think that it's a good thing that Elizabeth is there, that maybe she'll make uh, something that they'll make. She shows them in a good light. Um, so, uh, Elizabeth is on the phone with her fiance. He wants her to come home. Um, and then Joe's older daughter comes home from college. Her name is Honor. Um, and then Joe is still texting the other girl. He says that they should go to Mexico to see all the monarchs. And she says, 
I thought you were married. And then we don't see anything else from that. So, um, his son that is graduating, uh, meets him out on the roof and then they smoke some weed together. Um, apparently that was the first time that Joe ever smoked some weed. And, um, that's that. Uh, the, his son says that he can't wait to leave. And, um, Elizabeth comes early to help Gracie, um, bait together. And, but she's dressed the same. And now that she knows Gracie's makeup routine, she's also wearing like the same yeah, makeup. Yeah, slowly trying to, trying to become her. her. Yeah. And Gracie says that, uh, this is, this part is so weird. Gracie says, well, Joe was with two other girls before he was with me. Like, being in a 12-year-old relationship is a real thing. You know what I mean? Like, a a middle school relationship. And what does that mean, being with two other girls? Is she implying that he had sex with two other girls? Or is she just implying that he had girlfriends? Because, like, if he just had a a girlfriend when he was 12, that is not the same thing as having... is is a sexual relationship with a 36-year-old woman. So... Anyways, um, she's, it's just her own coping mechanism. It's her own justification of the whole situation. So, uh, Joe just, we get, we cut back to Joe and, and, um, Charlie on the roof and Joe just wants his son to have a good life. Um, he's high, so he's become emotional and introspective. Um, and then the oldest, so, um, they leave to go to the restaurant Garibaldi's and then they're going there I guess for the graduation dinner so the all three kids the parents and the actress are all there eating dinner together um this is where Honor the oldest daughter drops that she got a scale as a graduation Mm -hmm. present from her mother and her mother's like you also got a necklace with a with your birthstone in it and she's like yeah, but that scale, man. And uh, she's like, well, that's what my mother gave me. And so yeah, we see some generational trauma going on there. Um, I don't remember. Oh, in the bathroom, Elizabeth and Gracie are talking. And um, Elizabeth says, you're a little naive. And Gracie says that it's always served her well. So she knows we see from that aspect she knows very well that acting like a victim acting delicate is part of her manipulation yeah um so elizabeth is uh sitting outside uh gracie's told her that joe will drive her home and so elizabeth goes to sit outside while he goes and gets the car i guess it was valet or I'm, i'm not sure maybe it was he was just parked somewhere and had to go get it She's sitting outside and we see a ghost walk happening uh, across the street, which was funny to me because, you know, when we went to Savannah last July, we went on a ghost walk. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyways, uh, so Georgie comes outside to talk with her. He implies that Gracie's older brothers molested her on and off since she was 12. And then Georgie wants to be the music supervisor on the movie. Um, he basically is kind of trying to blackmail her. He's like, I won't come after you and the production company if you make me the music man and uh, supervisor. And she's like, I'll have to think about that. Mm, yeah. And then she gets in the car with Joe 
and Joe drives her back to a rental. She uses her inhaler because Georgie was smoking in front of her, so it probably did bother, yeah, bother her, her asthma. Her asthma. But she is also playing up some aspects of it. She asks Joe to come inside to help her with her nebulizer. Which she already did know how to work. She already knew how to work it. And she already knew that his sister, his younger sister, had asthma and had to have a nebulizer. Mm-hmm. Because Gracie told her earlier. So she's being manipulative here as well. Um, so when they go inside, he ends up giving her a note that Gracie had wrote, had written to him during the time period where like everything was secretive. And he was supposed to destroy all those letters, but he kept one. And so he gave it to her for, I guess, uh, research purposes. And then she kisses him. And she says he's young and he could start over. Um, I guess she's implying start over with her. But uh, they, so they have sex on the floor in her rental. And um, he says, well, Gracie would be crushed if she found out it would kill her. Uh, She's loyal. (laughs) That part was funny to me. She said, she's loyal to me (laughs) because she was clearly (laughs) not loyal to her husband beforehand yeah um the irony yes exactly um but then he quickly realizes that elizabeth was just using him that she doesn't actually plan to start any kind of life with him or anything to that extent she's just trying to walk a mile in the pedophile shoes and um and she says something like these stories and he freaks out because he's like it's not stories this is my life and, um, and then he starts to feel guilty, I guess, about what he's done. Um, he starts examining his life a little bit more closely. And so then he starts trying to talk to, like, he's up in the middle of the night. Gracie wakes up and it's like, what's going on? Um, and, and he's like, what if I was too young? Um, and she says, you seduced me, which is beyond absurd. Like, how is a 36-year-old woman... Can you be seduced by a 13-year-old boy? Like, how? How? It is not possible. Um, so, uh, then they start arguing, and then he asks why they can't talk about it. And then she, um, you know, she walks away or whatever. Yeah. Then Elizabeth is practicing her lisp to mimic Gracie. And she's also reading the letter that um, he that Joe gave her, basically as a monologue. Yeah. And um, and then the mo- the monarchs that Joe's monarchs are emerging from their chrysalis. Um, uh, I think the monarchs are also supposed to be symbolic of Joe and Joe realizing things. Maybe. Um, so Mary comes down in her graduation dress and Joe says she looks great. And then, um, Gracie is out hunting instead of getting ready for graduation. So, um, Joe drives all the kids to graduation. I guess Gracie drives separately. And then, um, Gracie is up in the stands with Joe's dad and, um, Joe is, uh, off to the side. He's just parked and he's around by some fencing and he's watching the kids and he cries um and then elizabeth again is dressed like gracie and then gracie tells her that the brother thing that georgie told her wasn't real and she reveals that she talks to georgie every day um and she says to elizabeth insecure people are dangerous 
And then she tells her to make sure to add a tear when she does it. Mm-hmm. So um, we see here that Gracie knows exactly what a, a, who Elizabeth is and what kind of person Elizabeth is and what Elizabeth intends to do. Um, and then we are on the set of the movie with Elizabeth and the actor that's supposed to play Joe. And they do several takes and then that's the end. Now, we do have a little bit of time. So I'm going to go over a couple of things. Mary Kay Letourneau was a sixth grade elementary school teacher. Villy, and I cannot say his last name, um, was 12. So they actually aged him up a year in this movie versus how the real life situation happened. They also aged up Mary Mary Kay Letourneau's character because in this, she in Mary December, she was supposed to be 36. In real life, she was 34. Not that it matters. It's still way too old to be sleeping with a sixth grader. Um, apparently, she was his second grade and sixth grade teacher. They married in 2005 and divorced in 2019. She was in prison from 1998 to 2004, and she had two daughters uh, born in jail because she initially had her first daughter born in jail when she had gotten sentenced and she reached a plea deal. And um, they said, if you never see him again, and you're never to contact him again, um, and then almost immediately after getting out and making that plea deal, she violated her plea deal. So then she yep. went back to jail. Got put back for the maximum. I think it was like six years. Seven and a half years, I think. Um, Letourneau's father was a community college instructor and a politician. He was Catholic. He was the California state senator and a U.S. congressman at one point in time. His political career tanked when it was discovered that he had an affair and two kids with a Santa Ana college student. I thought the mirroring, I mean, obviously a college student versus an elementary school student are completely different situations, but it was very weird to have the same teacher power and balance going on there. Um... Her neighbor was her lawyer in real life. Uh, Laterna was apparently physically abused by her husband. She had some trips to the ER but never filed charges against her husband. She did have four kids with her husband. But apparently they both had extramarital affairs. And she became a grandmother in 2010. So her kids with Villy um, would have been like young teenagers when she had when she became a grandmother so they some of the storyline does get changed as far as like the timeline of stuff and she didn't have grandkids the same age as her kids that kind of thing um oh i found out billy was born in 1983 so that would make him just one year older than me that is creepy. Mm-hmm. Also, um, they were discovered together in a car and they lied to the police about their identities and his age. 
Um, their kids were born in 1997 and 1998. She died in 2020 from cancer. And even though they divorced in 2019, the year before, she still left everything to him. Yeah. I think he hasn't said it on record, but he's had people that are close to him say on record that they think that he, it took him until 2019 or 2017, I think is when they initially separated to realize that like, Mm, it was really messed up. It was really messed up. Yeah. Um, and my point that I was getting to before is that we have children and our children are around the same age that Billy was um, when this happened. And I can't even begin to imagine our children involved in a situation like that. And I can't imagine what I would do to somebody that did that to my children. Mm-hmm. But reportedly, Villy's um, mom, I'm not sure. I think the, the, his parents were divorced. I'm not 100% sure on that. But what I read was that Villy's mom, when he got busted the second time with her, uh, the police came and were like, what do you want to do? And she's like, she said, send him back to Mary, Mary Kay. Mm. So I think Billy had a really hard upbringing mm. and that maybe put him in a situation where he was an easier target. Probably so. He's also of Samoan descent instead of in the movie, um, Joe's Korean, character is half, half Korean. Korean. Yeah. So there were some changes but there were i had heard i didn't actually do the research on this my, for myself but i had heard that some of the lines from the movie were actually direct quotes from um uh Billy and mary kay's some of their interviews mm. so yeah so all around um very creepy but I did think that Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore did really good jobs in acting in this. I thought that Julianne Moore n- nailed that insane person. It made me like her less. <laughs> so that means she did a good job at the role. Mm. And Natalie Portman. I just don't understand the need to make a movie about the subject. It feels like, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's not even really about anything. I mean, like nothing happens in the movie. Like, I don't feel like anything's ever, the whole situation just makes you feel sad for everybody. Like, it's like, I don't know. It's very slow. I didn't care for the music. And just not. Not my not my taste in movies. I don't know. It's it's hard to it's hard to get it. I mean, you say you talk about how sometimes you can't get into stuff because you can't emotionally put yourself into the situation, right? With neurotic stuff, how it makes you feel uncomfortable. Right. Well, I think in my case, I knew ahead of time what the story was about, and I knew ahead of time that it was going to be weird and kind of arty. And like, I, just, I don't know. It's not really. I, I don't find that to be arty. 
okay. like you're turning pedophilia into art like i don't know it's just it's not for me okay it's not i don't think there's any way well, i'm gonna not, come around it's not turning pedophilia itself felt like into it. art but okay felt like it might have been an attempt to justify some of that and how people are i don't know and they should have locked that woman up and i i'm i tell you, you what i will you tell you what surprised me the most i'm gonna get i'll let you finish a second sure. about the letourneau uh thing how little jail time is involved for stuff like that mm-hmm. like to get six months in a commended sentence and saying hey don't talk to him anymore yeah like that type of stuff was shocking to me just how little penalties are involved with something like that yeah i mean you i mean like i don't and, and maybe it would be more if it were different people like i, I don't know well i they gave her the max sentence so that's the sentence of six years yeah, but that you, that's a blame it on the state's law. And, and that, right, and, and again. Oh, that and, was the other thing I wanted to point out. And that was only after she'd violated. That was the only, the other thing I wanted to point out. Right. That happened in Washington State, not in Savannah, Georgia. Yeah. So the completely different areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Savannah, Georgia probably has some sort of weird law about stuff like well. that. It probably does. Um, I I was gonna say maybe it was because he him being male and and not a you know what I mean. But I I think that I don't even think it's that she got the maximum sentence. I think that it it's the fact that the laws just aren't maybe strict enough. Maybe maybe and I I, I don't know. Maybe but probably they. You're right. There's so many states that like have laws that favor the person who commits the crime in these cases and I, I i say favor i mean like not not hard yeah you would think it would be harsher but there's there's also people you would think out, you could give somebody like that 10 years right but there are also states that still allow marriage at a very young age and that's how I mean, we have around that kind listen of stuff. we have we have down if you go north of savannah up to north augusta you have uh, the travelers and all that, the, yeah. where they child brides and, and child that brides is a, are a thing. But I don't think it's legal to actually get married at. 14. I don't think it is, but even them. And if you ever, but do I so, think it's it's legal to get married at sixteen, with the parents' permission yeah. in our state. It's yeah. legal to get married it at is. sixteen. But even for what they do, it's even younger. Yeah, like some of their stuff is really creepy, but they're also crooks. Like if you ever drive through their neighborhoods and stuff, oh, they have all the sheet. They have all. The they've got the really windows. big, fat, fancy housing with all the, and then they all live in the trailers behind the house. It's really creepy. It's really creepy. It's like eh, I didn't know what it was till I was riding and somebody pointed it out to me. They're like, you know what that is? I was Man, like, I would odd. have to show you if I can find it again. I saw a TikTok that was, was it a TikTok? I don't know. I saw it on Instagram, but it was probably a TikTok that got reposted on Instagram because I'm an old lady. Um, but it was talking about different areas of South Carolina and they mentioned that area. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Yeah. So super weird. Yeah. I used to have to drive that stretch of road a lot mm-hmm. for work and it was always like, this is really odd. And it, I never like stopping along that exit. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I, 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 I don't know. Oh, what I was going to say is that, um, I, 
I don't think they're trying to justify or glamorize um, pedophilia. I think they were trying to highlight the absurdity of of just pretending that it was anything more than it was. That's what I think was going on. I, so I think we have different takes on what the movie was trying to do. I don't know. Didn't feel that way. Again, and I can't put myself in any of these people. Well, I didn't put myself in any of their so shoes I can't, either. I, I was thinking me. about the absurdity of the situation. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It just didn't click with me. And again, I, I I found the whole, not just the subject, but the movie itself to me, just there just wasn't enough. Okay. Like, okay, they made the movie. It was still sad. Maybe he left. Maybe he didn't. I well, mean, in real life, he did, if that makes you feel any better. Yeah, I don't know. And since it's supposed to be loosely based off of him, I think the implication there was that he was examining things at the end there. Well, That's why, again, I think the monarchs were a symbolism for him and his understanding of what was happening and what had happened to him. Speaking of life. which, there's real issues with people raising monarchs in captivity. They can release parasites. Oh that kill monarchs if you breed monarchs and have a lot of them together he wasn't breeding them no but if you have a bunch of them in captivity like oh. that together uh there's a parasite that they can catch that spreads to the wild ones oh. so a well, lot of a lot of fish and wildlife people don't like captive breeders doing what they were doing in the movie yeah um i didn't know that but i also never plan on trying to hatch monarch butterflies <laughs> because i also thought um i would probably make the situation worse not better you know what i mean like yeah. if i got the eggs and then the eggs didn't do anything then i'd feel like i did something wrong but also um i did read an article about a guy who actually tracks monarch butterflies in the low state of south carolina and um, about how they really do love milkweed and apparently there's a bunch that do migrate down to mexico but there's some that stay in south carolina mm -hmm. and never migrate yeah the weather's warm enough down this way yeah. but yeah so i don't know so that's even that practice is a little bit controversial some people tell you it's fine some people a lot of fish and wildlife people they don't like it because they they can they can spread parasites that wipe out monarchs yeah. so i don't know do with that what you will. As humans always messing everything up for everybody else, I guess. Well, all the invasive species and stuff, it's crazy. So, yeah, well, we mess, mess ourselves up more often than not. So, anyway. All right. Well, uh, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, we hope that, uh, well... I, I don't know. I'm, it, <laughs> I was going to say, we hope that you watch the movie, but maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I would tell you to skip it. Uh, go go watch uh, go watch Lord of the Rings: The Extended Cut on oh, Match. Oh yeah, we did that this week too. That, was, uh, nice. that much more enjoyable. So. so I yes, Dave, you can watch the extended cut with the extras in there. That was. Except every time I think about Lord of the Rings, I'm just like the one guy, <laughs> the, the elf guy. <laughs> I don't. I I know like three names, and that's it. The dwarf guy. So. <laughs> Yeah, I I uh I did enjoy the Lord of the Rings, so that was good. I'm glad they put the direct the extended cuts on there so that, that was enjoyable. So yeah. one more to go when I have four hours to <laughs> yeah. which I don't know when I'll have four hours to finish the other one, but yeah. I, but we'll see. So 
Oh, well, I didn't watch the first one with you, but I did watch all of the second one with you, so. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, again, uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Please follow us wherever you get your podcast. Like, subscribe, uh, rate, or review. Give us a comment. Um, you know, the engaging stuff. Uh, and as always, go. we encourage you to go make some popcorn. Thank you.